This is the Tea Health Show, your medical lifestyle podcast, brought to you by the Tea Clinic, hosted by Dr. Mark. Good morning, I'm Dr. Mark. This is the Tea Health Show, and in studio with me today, a lovely colleague, Dr. Susan Goslett. Susan, it's good to have you back. Good morning, Mark. And um, part of the Tea Clinic, Stacey Holland. Stacey, morning. How are you good guys? Good morning. How are you feeling? Better, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, thanks a lot. Listen, so, um. Ah, Malka, you didn't greet me. I'm about <laughs> to. <laughs> and as always, our precocious, um, producer Simpiwe. Morning, Sims. Morning. Well, I was going With to ask. Look at smile. Look at that smile. Yeah, I was. Um, I'm just, I was just about to ask you. What is the definition of health? You see, some you must be careful when you ask for these things because I just wanted a greeting. You put yourself on the spot now, babe. <laughs> What's the definition of health? What is your um, definition what does, of health? Yes, what is your definition of health? Um, I think it would be able to do everyday tasks without a hassle. I think for me, that's what health is. So waking up and not having to think about anything, about breathing, about moving. Um, you know, about actually coming mm. into work. Like, there's nothing that I'm thinking about about my body just functioning. That is. You feel good. All day, every day. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> you, you know what? Your body and it's all I, working the way that it should do. Yeah. And I'm not thinking about it. That's the thing. You know, like when it's you've not, got. So, there's the not something that's bothering you. Yes. When you've got okay. the flu, you can feel everything. You're like, oh, my lungs. Yo, you're mm. working overtime now. Okay. Gee. Yeah. That for me is unhealthy. Like well, I but wouldn't say unhealthy, sort, but like you got some sort of symptom picture. Yes, something's and aching. Something's not working the way you're thinking about it. Yeah, now I'm like something's wrong. Okay, yeah. so when we decided on this topic, this is actually a a, a topic that Susan chose. Um, and Susan, I'm going to ask you. I love it. It's me on the spot now. Um, I'm I'm going to ask you exactly why you picked this because the four of us had a discussion um, a couple of. Weeks ago, maybe a couple of months ago, about the continuum mm. of health. Yeah. But you know what? I actually think that this conversation should have happened first. Probably. So, um, <laughs> it usually works out that way. So, why did you, why did you decide or what triggered, um, Mark, let's talk what is Per people's perception of health. So perhaps that's that's where it is. Is what is what is the social perception of health versus what is the medical perception of health? Because in many cases we uh, want to look good or feel good. We want to be able to move. We don't want our bodies to be able to talking to us in any way. Mm. And then we're healthy. Um, we often view symptoms as being a problem mm. that, that if you've got any symptomatology That yeah. means that you're sick yeah. And I don't always view it that way I think yeah, that, that I. if your body is working well It's often going to give you clues mm. That something needs a bit of help and attention it's Support, it's speaking to you So there's, there's a conversation that's happening mm. And 
we would prefer to suppress that conversation, not have it, not look at those symptoms and say, okay, so what's going on here? Mm. Um, is this, is this, does this mean that I am actually sick, that I'm unhealthy, that if we go and look at that health continuum, that, that I'm moving down the health continuum towards, you know, dread disease and death at some point? Mm. Or are these just indicators that I'm moving the wrong direction on this continuum? And well, then if I pay attention to them, I can turn things around and I can get to this point of health where yeah. nothing is worrying. Think about just as you, I mean, continue, but think about when you say a relationship is unhealthy, what's the first thing that usually comes up is a lack, lack of, of communication. communication. Yeah. So now we want this healthy relationship with our bodies and yet we look at the communication in such a negative light instead of a positive light that, Hey, my body is actually speaking to me. It's giving me clues. It's saying, please do this. Please don't do that. Especially I see that in the gut perspective. If you eat something, you don't feel great. Your body is saying to you, please don't do this. Okay. So I so think that's an interesting you know, perspective on it. I'm going to ask this question. Um, Susan, you, you and I are uh, of similar age. Stace, you and I are of similar age. We have a youngin. <laughs> we have a side of the table. Um, but um, I get uh, an idea that Simpiwe was exposed to this in the same way as we were so not to brag but i went through <laughs> my school career with 12 years not one single day absent from school oh honey did you see my certificates like from my <laughs> Did like, you get that certificate yes, for like 100% attendance? Okay, so <laughs> my, the question that I want to ask is, did your mother send you to school although you were not feeling well? Yes. Yeah. Mm. We okay. all went to school. Mm. Now, the reason I ask this question is you just said it's Relationships fail because we don't communicate. Yeah, yeah. So if the relationship that you have with your body is is designed on listening to the cues and the messages that oh, it's giving you, those cues. and we were taught from children, <laughs> from the you know beginning. what? You break your arm you f after you fell out of a tree. Yeah, um, you, you know, it. suck it up. <laughs> Um, you know what? Only come home when the light is fading and then you might be taken to the doctor tomorrow. Okay? So that's, that's how we grew up. Yeah. Um, it's very you know true. what? You would get injured on the sports field and fuck, you mm. know what? Um, you would be fighting to get back on after everyone is telling you no. Well, is that not why you see so many patients who are the picture of I need help sitting in your office? I don't know how they manage to drag themselves there and they still question whether it's real they're, they're in your office still saying I don't know if I'm making a mountain out of a molehill about this thing oh, yes. because they're so unaware of their, of their symptom picture they're yeah. so out of touch yeah. with what their bodies are telling them yeah. they're not they're but not they're, also, they're also questioning whether it's real like 
they're there in your office. They've, yeah. they've found the place where they say, okay, I yeah. need help. Yes. I need to get in front of a doctor or a specialist. But even while they're sitting in that consultation, there's this tug of war, this, this mental anguish as to whether they should be listening to these symptoms or not. And it stems from that relationship all the way back then. Okay. So let's talk about, and this is a big question, um, that, that is in my mind yeah. on this. I am um, a diabetic. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was recently diagnosed with impaired glucose metabolism. Uh, I have elevated blood glucose levels, um, and that is high enough that it would classify me as a diabetic. I have no symptoms. Now, I have since then started taking medication for that so I'm managing the condition Susan's got this very (laughs) Cheshire cat smile on her face Um, versus my father for instance that had his first heart attack on a squash court Mm. no symptoms whatsoever Mm. heart attack who's healthy who's not well, I mean, I've always believed that health is something that is always in a state of flux. And I, and I saw it in my own life and I've seen it in my family's life where, you know, you've gone from periods where there's something underlying, you know it, it's in your genetic makeup maybe, but it's not, as we know with epigenetics, it's not there, it's not presenting, it's not expressed, right? And yet there's periods also where you know that you're a healthy person. You and I have gone through that in the past year, I would say. Mm. We work in health. We know we are health-focused, and yet we've been sick more than ever before. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been Absolutely. sick this much in, I think, over 10 years. Yeah, me too. So I think it's something that's always moving. And maybe that is part of our problem of what health is in that definition because we do like to get stuck, as Susan alluded to earlier, in these Let's put things into boxes, into confines. Yes. It's, it's one spot. It's That's one the only thing. way we and can make sense of it. Hey? Yeah. Yeah. But it's but it isn't. You mm. you're right. Our, our our physical bodies are moving and changing all, all the, the time. time. You know, that so is our level. external. Yeah. So is our external it's environment. environment. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so is the stress levels, etc., etc. Mm. Mm. So, Sims. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All three of us have medical background. You do not. So I love you in this conversation for the simple reason, as a panel, what is it that we can do to make you, the layman, more aware of I should pay heed to this, this, and this, or or not. Mm. You know, it, it's when is a symptom something important to now get it double checked, and when is it just a conversation about mm. my body that says, "Okay, I need to take a bit of downtime." Mm. I, I, you know, I think the majority of people don't like done. going to the doctor. Well, I mean, yes. you say that it's a news. grudge. It's a grudge visit. It, this is not a social visit. This is something that flu, you do under duress. What do you do? You, how many days before you think? Oh, yeah, I should see a doctor. Yeah, if it's it's it depends, you know. I feel like I'm the the person who would be dying and I'd still come yeah. to work, yeah. <laughs> and then someone would be like, "Okay, you need to get." Go Don't, ahead. because Elise and Alice then start turning on you. 
<laughs> because a friend of mine who's a physician, he was saying, you know, part of his frustration now as a physician is people come to him and they've been sick for four days and he's like, yeah, but it's been four days, you know, we, and then he, he's sort of an older physician and he's like, but where have we, where did we reach the point where all hell breaks loose after four days because he remembers people really coming after seven days saying, mm-hmm. okay, now I yes. need help. You know, like there was this understanding that let's give it some time. The body's doing its own thing. The temperature's a little bit normal. Lots of mucus and snot is a little bit normal. But now like day one, day two, it's like, give me something to dry things up. So he, he's constantly wondering whether it's a good I, thing or a bad thing based on the psychology that you were mentioning earlier. You on. know what? I, I actually, we are noticing this as general practitioners, especially yeah. um, in big urban areas. Yeah. Um, people no longer go to GPs. They go to casualties. What? Huh. You know why? Oh, I think. Well, I come from a school of push through the pain. Yeah. So that's yeah. just me. And I'm like... And, and your mom I'm was like that And I go, her mom was like that <laughs> Unless you're dying she, no. Don't come to me with these things <laughs> <Not Kelly. laughs> But I think what's happened over time Is that Google and the internet Has made information more accessible So when I have a cough I go to Dr. Google And Dr. Google is giving me oh, The worst case point. scenario Right Now yeah. I have something that I've never heard of And I'm dying in three days mm. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait Going to the GP is not going to help me because he's going to give me antibiotics. I need surgery. This is serious. You know, like from one small thing to like boom. Yes, and I become the doctor. I I, I know my body. I know that. Mm. This is normal and this is abnormal. So I come to you and I'm telling you what's wrong with me, and you need to fix that. that. That's what's happened. See, that's that's the negative side of Dr. Google. I am such a fan of Dr. Google, and I know so many people that are like, no, Stacey, you can't say that. But I'm a fan of an empowered patient. And even if if a patient is looking at the wrong sites or, you know, making this thing up in their mind, I'd rather have a position of saying, okay, I like that you did that. These are the sites I want you to read next time. Or this is your condition. Let's talk about it. And this is the type of reading I want you to do. I'd rather make them more malleable and push them in that direction than say, no, I am the expert. I I hear what you're saying. And I think, Susan, you in your practice, you must get the same. Um, I hear what you're saying. The problem is... If you don't have a sound understanding mm. of anatomy, that's the basis of everything. Yeah. Physiology. Yeah, that's right. But sorry for my, uh, you know what, you know, I love saying this word. Physiology is fucking difficult yeah. to understand. Scary difficult, actually. Yeah. Pathology. <laughs> yeah. Biochemistry. Mm. How the hell can you think you can make a diagnosis? I don't think many people are doing it to make a diagnosis. I think there are, uh, there is a desire to sit in front of an expert and not feel so bewildered. Some say she hit the nail on the head. I am the expert of my body. I know having, again, being a patient myself, sitting in front of someone and saying, but I've lived in this body for 38 years. I've lived in this body for 25 years. Like, I know what you're saying, but can you just listen to me? I just want to explain and being cut off, being like, no, nope, you've got this. Yeah, yeah. I just want to share that that doesn't quite line up with what I'm yeah, experiencing. I, I, Do you know what I mean? I, I get that, but 
here is the practitioner that's at fault. Oh, of course, of and course. But you, you guys are a unique. <laughs> you, you guys are unicorns, eh? You, you're not as pervasive in your industry as you think you are, and and I think that Doctor Google is not going away. Yeah, unfortunately, and, and, I, and, I, and I don't want Doctor Google to go away yeah. because we do need access to information. We yeah. we are curious, growing beings, and we'd like to understand a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and it and it gives me an opportunity to take what the patient has read and investigated and say, okay, so let's have a look at the way your symptom picture is presenting, and let's let's have a look at the rea- reality of what you've read mm. and say okay so so this is this is what's going on here this is what this is let me this is let what me it's exa- not yes yeah. so so that i can alleviate your mind and you can say okay well i've i've read i've read dr Gula and i've now need surgery um <laughs> yeah. yes if you had this this and this as well i would mm. say that that is a possibility but there's also another level of investigation that we can go through then to check yeah. whether that's a reality but the fact that the person has now looked at their symptoms, they've 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 accessed their own sort of awareness, body yes, awareness, yeah. is a good thing. That they've they've gone and explored and they've been given a whole bunch of symptoms. Oh, okay, what about this? What about this? We also need to put it into context that it's not only physical stuff that's going mm. on, but what is your mental state at the yeah. time? What is your emotional state? Yeah. Are you are you feeling um at one with your environment Because mm. I mean our environments You were talking about it earlier Mark mm. the, the stress that is in our world at the moment And this is maybe why people are going to the doctor At day four instead of day seven maybe, yeah. Is that they're overwhelmed Not only on a physical level But mentally, mentally and emotionally, emotionally Spiritually mm. we're mm. feeling drained The world around us is a big scary place At the moment yeah. we're, we're, There's so much stuff going around I mean Mark's not been well I've not been well You were saying that yeah. you've, this year that we've been more Since, sick than, uh, than when we you had. get to our age, our your age. future. <laughs> Chef, who's age? Mark, now, now that I'm not fighting you, Mark. Yeah, like, oh, uh, no. <laughs> but you know, Susan, you mentioned something. That's how I coach. When anyone comes in, my coaching model is on four pillars: think, eat, move, track. Yep. So every question I ask about, and you coming to me for IBS, and I'm still asking you about movement. Of course, of I course need to. Your digestive you know? system requires. I have to ask healthy. you about. Yeah. And thinking is everything related to thinking. It's what you're reading. It's what you're ruminating on. It's yep. what your emotional state is. Are you spiritual? How do the two integrate? Is there conflict there? Because that is a huge form of this, stress. This alignment. Yes. That, that yeah. Are you out of alignment? Yeah. With yourself yeah. You have an inner integrity Or whatever that That is driving you And you're not listening to, to it. it Oh my goodness That's going to throw that You're going to feeling Totally going to go intuition. into your gut You know Then yeah. the next thing is eat And I, I and we go back and forth Between all of them What are you consuming Physically what are you putting into your mouth? What are yeah. you putting onto your skin? Yeah, eat, what environment? Eat, consume is not only food. Yes, exactly. Are, this what, is your what life. What do you, you find yourself yes, in? Thank you. What about those toxic relationships or your social media platforms oh that maybe on <laughs> triggering something over and over? Go some. Um, I'd then like to say that you guys have been given such a bad rep <laughs> in terms of like what people think medicine. Okay, and hold on, is. hold on, stop. What, what do you? What is new guys? No, no, I'm saying you like, guys. You oh, guys. we yeah. guys. Yes. Oh, medical um, and and health uh, space because it it's very one dimensional when I think of it. It still is. You, you are one hundred percent correct. If if I have a cat, 
we have to deal with the cats and that's mm. it and it's just that so if i have a cough we're just dealing with the cough and there's now, no there's no big picture yes. there's no so human being you know, like, oh there's everything is, else that plays this, to it yes and brings, i didn't know that mm, yeah. yeah this brings me back to the trend that we're seeing in big urban areas that you mentioned where yeah. people do not have General practitioners, you know what? When think about it, when we were young, we went to our GP, and you went to your GP before school, or after school, or late at night time, and he knew. Everything, Everything about your about family, you. about you. He knew yeah. about the the concussions that you had. So right, um, actually. He yeah. knew about the pneumonias that you had, um, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, you're talking and about the old family medicine practice. But we don't but we have don't pr- that We're not anymore. practicing that way anymore. And I don't, and I don't know if it's, it's medicine that's changed, changed. That, that we've got to the point... And maybe this is an unfortunate thing with specialization is that you, you're looking at smaller and smaller and smaller yeah. bits and pieces. Zooming in all the time. All the time. Not zooming out. And there's, there's no holistic view at, okay, let me take this whole person mm. and put them in context and see what else could be playing a role. I mean, what you're thinking about is going to affect your health. What your state of your career is. What is your financial situation? How socially engaged are you? Are you isolated? I mean, we've all got a, a very unique sort of experience of this over the last two years. Yeah. All of that is going to integrate and create an environment of your entire being. Yeah. Which is either then going to be healthy or not healthy. So to go back to your diabetic who is now symptom free, has been diagnosed with diabetes, maybe has started taking medication as I'm not quite sure why if there's no symptoms, why suddenly are you taking medication? Is it a preventative? Manage the condition. Why are you not managing it with the other environmental things that are going on? Mm. What are you what are you Mm. thinking about? Mm. What what I mean, what is what is sugar metabolism about? I mean, sugar is the sweetness of life. Are you not appreciating the sweetness of life? Should you not be engaging that a little bit and looking for the balance between work, life, balance? We are smiling. I just I looked at him and he did not look at me. He refused to look at me because he knows. So, so, it's such I mean, a powerful a, point. You are 100% spot on. We're taking, yeah. And we're taking a quick fix. Okay, mm. if I take this med- medication, it's going to... Well, I mean, I don't have any symptoms, so I don't even know why anybody would choose to take it. But now, now I have, I have a diagnosis. I've been stuck in a box in the yeah. first instance. I've now been given a, a, a medication that I have to take. And in most cases, it's chronic medication that you're mm. on for the rest of your life, regardless of what's actually going on with your body. Okay. And you stop having the conversation with your body. Is it actually working or not? Mm. Is there something else that I should be paying attention to? Mm. Am I spiritually aligned with myself? What is my purpose in life? Am I, am I fulfilling that need? Because I'm going to express my, my illness is going to be an expression of of a dysfunction on one of those levels. So my question, immediate question that came into my mind now is, is health Determined by financial well-being Because by the sounds of it Partly I think It is In a modern society yes It's definitely a huge contributing factor Because after what you said There's lots of people that become diabetic Mm. You know 
me, for instance, I hate what you said because yes, it's because I overwork, <laughs> Susan. And and you know it, it's no, you one of those things. Work, and I think but see, that's yeah, the difference. Yeah. For for me, the work that I do is not. I don't see it. I have fun. You're having fun. You're, you're, but you're, you're you know working what? your the, hobby. <laughs> the fun that I'm having creates stress, psychological, physical, etc., etc. It's long hours, blah, blah, blah. And that has mm. um, consequences. Mm. And the consequence is that my, my immune system has been weakened a little bit. Um, I, uh, there's no family history of diabetes in our family. Mm. I am not overweight. Mm. I don't do a lot of sugar. Um, you know what? Why did I develop, uh, an. So this comes back to the epigenetics, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Is, so, that the, is the, is the stress factors around you are triggering the genetics? A response. A response within, within okay. your Also, don't now, you think that diabetes is one of those chronic conditions which we really have been learning about in, at such a rapid rate over the last couple of years? Whereas a, just a few years ago, let's take even five, seven years ago, it really was set in stone because we weren't seeing people Sort of coming back from that diagnosis. Once no. it was there, it was, it was there. It was there. Now it's it's and reversible. Now, now we're seeing how reversible. Unless you're it a type is. one diabetic, of yes, diabetes is reversible. And so this is what I'm working towards. towards. And this is what I want to ask. Yeah. So you know what? If if health is determined by our financial well-being. Um, or financial means I, I have the means To continuously check and test mm. And see I have the means to change my diet um, I have You know what Where other people might not have it So are we, are we saying Basically mm. That paying attention to um, our well-being, not just physical, but our mental well-being, where, you know what, I go and I exercise. Mm. Instead of getting up at half past three in the morning to catch a taxi at five to yep. be at work at seven. Yeah. And my, my domestic asked me, and this is what triggered this for me. My domestic asked me, Mark, can I please... Um, leave it a little bit earlier because if I leave at three thirty, now I'd stay in Hurlingham. Um, the Randburg taxi uh, rank is less than a kilometer away from me, so it takes fortunate maybe um, twenty minutes, half an hour, to get to the taxi rank. So that she gets there then at half past four, but she doesn't get a taxi before six half past six. Oh, the lines, yes. Yeah. And then she yeah. gets home at eight. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Then she has to walk from the taxi rank where she is back to her house in the dark. Mm. Um, See to get, her family. Get or to home yeah. in the dark. Yeah. Because they don't have electricity there. Mm. Uh, or m- m- most of us at some point. So mm. she gets home in the dark, leaves 
the following morning in the dark again. Mm. Um, what, are, what am I doing to, to her, her health? Of, yeah. And how do I improve her health? Where, mm. you know, it, you and I, um, Stacey's been to the gym most probably this morning, and you did affirmations <laughs> this morning. I had, I had, Stefan, Stefan gave me tea yeah. with an avocado toast mm. this morning for breakfast on, on, um, my balcony in the sun. So, you know what, are we more healthy because we have more financial means? Um, This again, this again comes to the question (laughs) that we asked, what is health? How do we perceive our health? So you're reminding me of, so when I decided to be an entrepreneur, my family thought I went Berserk because we were taught I was the first one really in my family to go to university. So now a lot of hopes are pinned on me. And Mark and I were speaking about this. Why didn't I become a doctor? I had six distinctions, but I didn't have mentors. I didn't have people really guiding me. So it was a lot of it was I, I parented myself in many aspects. You know what I mean? Mm. So now when I made the decision that, okay, I'm working for this company, I'm giving my gallbladder and my kidney as well, and I get paid 12 times a year. This just makes no sense to me And my dad is an entrepreneur So it's it's like, you know what, I can do more But now you start making these decisions Okay, so what, do you keep medical aid When you don't know where your next paycheck Is coming from And when I decided that I'm no longer going to have Medical aid I might just have a hospital plan or something like that It was the scariest thing Because what do they do to, to Access medical aid in a company They remind you about sickness They remind you about cancer They remind you about disability I mean that HR rep just really hammered that story home And if you are susceptible to that type of thinking If you're not robust in your mindset about possibilities If you see the glass is half empty Oh boy, that is the best marketing tactic So part of me had to overcome that But it was a case of You know what Stacey If you're not going to have medical aid Girl, you better pull up your socks You better make sure that you're exercising You better Make sure that whatever diet you can access It might not be what you could before When you were earning a certain salary But you're going to still have to be healthy In all these other areas Now yes I had the benefit of doing that somehow I don't know whether it was an educational thing A relationship It's, you a, know, it's a mindset thing You grow, mind, up, you, yes, you grow just, up with this this Potentiality mindset So I knew that, that I couldn't could. rely on So is this nurture versus this nature Exactly that's what I was sort of alluding to Is that Yeah there's, you can, you can give that scenario of financial ability and prosperity. And I know so many people that are far, they're not as well off as quite a few of our clients and our patients. And yet they are so much healthier in their minds. They're so much healthier in their bodies. The ability yeah, to walk yeah, every yeah, day yeah. we discount because yeah. that walking is so healthy. Sometimes the fact that Diet is somewhat simplified You know there's not a lot of people that Although maybe they don't have the means They want to eat very unhealthy Some of them have quite a good um, appetite, healthy appetite They don't want to eat junk all the time And my help is particularly like that She loves fish She cannot stand KFC, chicken licken. Um She likes vegetables So she does place a priority on that So she came to me the other day and she was like Stace, I obviously just had a baby I don't want to buy these purity things I have to buy formula But what else can I do? I was blown away by her mindset But it's from where she comes from The town that she comes from How her grandparents were How her parents were So again, it is a nature versus nurture thing And we all have this little mixture 
mixture of that nature versus nurture in one area and, at least. And the thing is that we can have healthy choices and healthy mindset 100%. despite despite our financial situation. It certainly makes not, the possibility yeah. of it easier, but it also yeah. complicates things because mm. as soon as you have financial means, you then do get sucked into the I'm going to check everything and <laughs> get a get a cancer <laughs> diagnosis and a diabetic di- yeah. diagnosis and a when if you were just a little more tuned into your body if you were if you were doing the lifestyle things because all of these things are about lifestyle it's it's what are the choices ways of what, living what are, yeah. you, what are you doing every single day that is building your health that mm. is moving you towards a more healthy way of being uh, and and that's on every level so physically mm. emotionally spiritually what are your financially thoughts, hey Oh, this is interesting mm-hmm. um, Because I think Part of it, I've been that child who had to wake up uh, Super early to catch the taxi, taxi yeah. To get to work And you're like, I don't have time to think Of getting something really ha- healthy I want something fast And then you get like a maquina That's like uh, one rand uh, And you're like, this will keep me full And then as time has gone And you, you do get a bit more money You're like, okay, cool Now I don't want a maquina anymore yeah. But now you can afford croissants <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, Did it, I say I'm a Sometimes it's much better than an way average. Better. <laughs> but I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, no, I hear you. In yeah. every aspect, yes, I could, mm. I could see myself. I, I made a choice to be like, I don't want to be healthy. So I'm not going to buy something healthy. And with that excuse of, I can't afford anything healthy. And then when I could afford healthy. You still that, didn't. Yeah. It's like there's croissant. There's choice. Like, yeah. honey, lovey. Yeah. Darling, if you go to Jackson's <laughs> on a Sunday morning <laughs> after oh, a park go. run, you know what? <laughs> so there's true. nothing like a, a croissant <laughs> with um, <laughs> fresh cheese and Tomato with boys in tight pants. Okay, mm. you are right. Okay. We digress. <laughs> Seriously. So the question for me then is, do we truly desire health? Mm. Are we are we searching for it? Is it is it part of our our human desire to be truly healthy? I can because, I say something. Yes. Or, or to to what you're saying. Yeah. I think the ultimate is to be. happy Happy, right? And we all chasing the pursuit of happiness. Okay. And with that, the minute there's a something that interrupts that, then I'm concerned. So sure. if, if my health is interrupting me from being happy, so the minute I'm in pain, I'm not happy anymore. I'm not living the life that I thought I'd be living. You know, the minute I'm diagnosed with something, I'm not happy about it. Like I'm like, excuse me, you mean I, I have? I'm, 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 I, I want to ask this question. Um, because it's something that I've been observing and to me it's actually quite disturbing. How many people do you know that really are pursuing happiness? Sure. Oh, it's a good topic. Yeah. Because not because no, I'm not seeing that no. around me. I see so many people currently very unhappy deciding to stay in abusive relationships, mm. both physically and mentally abusive relationships, but actively deciding to stay there. Um, Is that I, fear? Well, you know what? We've gone through two it's, years. It's of fear most probably and like our whole and our whole society fr- around fear us. Fear paralyzes. Just, it totally does. So yes, I, I I think it has a contributing factor to that. One of the things that um, I've been pondering is how 
human society has changed and specifically in um, choosing of partners and it, this mm. for me is specifically related to women you know what traditionally women would choose partners or females or whether it's animals or not females will choose the partner that will pass on the strongest genes for purposes of procreation and that's not what I'm seeing today what I'm seeing today is that um, females will choose a partner that can give security not offspring Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it, this is my question. When you say um, a, a, a measure of health for you might be to be happy, to pursue happiness, to, to be happy in yourself and be happy in your surroundings. But this is not what I'm perceiving I, so often. I think it's almost coming back to when Susan opened, she was saying, you know, there's the societal view or definition of health is the medical definition of health. And I often have problems with the medical definitions of health and actually both societal. But I think what we actually seeing through our conversation is that health is subjective because until there is like an, a really hard and fast, you know, metric, and we do have some of those metrics. And now that we're learning more about environmental impact, those metrics are even changing. I mean, I believe from Destin that even your correct blood pressure re- uh, measurements are even starting to change. And, and that's is. coming into medical um, yeah. literature and, yeah. and in med schools yeah. and yeah. stuff. But some our understanding of a human body, body is, changing is changing because of our understanding of a microbiome. Yes. Oh, don't you just love, love it? it. <laughs> but, you know, I remember when I first gave up gluten because I found out what it was doing to me. And, and remember when I learned about repairing the gut, I realized that I could go through periods of having gluten and not having gluten. Yeah, Whereas initially I, I was told, have it at all. keep it out. Yep. Don't yep. consume yep. it. So I would go out with friends and they'd be having just say, a slice of cake and I'd choose something else. And they'd be like, Stacy, you only live once. Like live a little, have the cake. And this, this pursuit of happiness, right? But eventually I started saying to my friends, you know, when you go home at night, you can sleep. Yeah, I can't. You're not sitting on the toilet the whole evening or or rolling around in bed in pain. So when you say live a little, I actually have to not have the cake to To live live a little. little. To actually enjoy and extract some joy out of life. It's interesting to see that that our definition of happiness then changes Changes. depending on what what we need to be happy. So if you want a happy gut to be happy, you're not going to eat the cake. And other people's perception of that is that you're depriving yourself. Whereas you're actually <laughs> providing a, an environment within yourself and around yourself that is going to allow you exactly. to be happy. Yeah. So, Susan, is it then safe to, to change the word happy to balance? So, I hate the concept of balance. <laughs> So I like the concept of harmony, you know, for me, not balance. For me, there <laughs> is like this, <laughs> this, this give and take. 100%, um, like like yes. Stacey, yeah. you know, it, I have, if you want to torture me, <laughs> put a piece of vanilla cake in front of me and tell me that I can't have it. Okay. Um Where's your willpower? No, I don't, I don't have it. <laughs> Most of us don't have willpower. No, and we deplete our willpower we all the time. So, so it's understandable. Unless there's a clear 
decision mm. not doing for me it. it's at the moment i know that that icing on the cake is sugar i'm going to uh, you know what and the sugar is going to mm. create abdominal cramps mm. well the flour in the cake the, is also hold on i'm not even getting you to start, the you're starting on the icing on the outside then i'm going to have the cake and it's going to create pain Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to drink the milk that you have to have with cake, with, sorry. With the cake, yeah. Yeah. And, and the milk that's in the cake, Nogal. And yeah. you know what? Yeah. It's and the tea not a, that goes with but it and the whole thing. You know what? I would then go and have a glutarase um, and then have a, a two bites of that cake. And I would, you know what? I would compromise on that. So is <laughs> happiness finding, <laughs> is happiness trying to find the balance yeah. that the symptoms that I'm experiencing is not preventing me from continuing with my normal daily activities. Mm, because is, is, is that then maybe finding balance in health? The concept of you'd rather have ice cream with friends than broccoli alone. Why can't you have broccoli while they're having ice cream? There we go. No. Have you yes, had broccoli yes, ice cream? Yeah. Don't be like, no. Okay, so let's choose something else besides broccoli. But the, the reason why, and maybe Susan, you can sort of add in here. The reason why I struggle with the concept of balance. Balance for me is one side equals out the other side. And not even homeostasis works that way. Well, you don't want necessarily. You want allostasis. Yes. You want the body to be able to adapt. Explain the word allostasis. Oh gosh, Susan. here we go. Why <laughs> Sorry. Go here, you used it. You will explain it. Okay. So our our bodies are in a constant state of flux. Change. Change. The body. The body is 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 adapting, adapting. to its environment all it's the fluid. time. It's fluid. Yeah. Absolutely. So. I suddenly have to run down the stairs to go and fetch something from the car. I want my heart rate to go up. Mm. Um, I want, you know, the blood flow to be increased so that the muscle activity can happen and I can quickly dash downstairs and come back up. But as soon as I sit down again, heart rate goes down. Everything's got to come back to a state of calm so mm. that I can sit and talk to you guys. Otherwise I'm going to, Oh my goodness, I can't say anything because I've just run up and down the stairs. Mm. So the allostasis is the body's perception of the environment around it and the changing of what needs to happen. So I haven't eaten anything for a while, but I suddenly smell that food and I know that it's almost lunchtime. My body is going to start releasing stomach acid in preparation for that food that's coming in. It's in balance. It's doing what it should be doing at the point where it should be doing it. Mm. If it's releasing that stomach acid at a point where I'm not going to be eating anything, then it's just going to eat my stomach lining and I'm going to have heartburn and I'm going to be very, very unhappy. I'm going to have symptoms. Mm. So if my body's adaptation to its environment, so it needs to be able to perceive its environment accurately Mm. to make these changes. So we're coming to sense. But you know what that is? Sense is a form of communication. The body is communicating with that, and through that's the what senses. fitness is. Is that not the biological definition of fitness? On every level, on a cellular level. The ability on, on to every... adapt, to be suitably adapted to the environment. Yeah. Then that is biological fitness. I use that in, in my coaching. I like that. Is how do I make you suitably adapted to your environment? If you want to be physically fit, 
mentally fit, emotionally fit. There are no hard and fast rules. We have to constantly look at your environment and equip you with the skills and, and the tools. You. Because to equip me is going to be different. Exactly. I'm going to need so exactly. my question to you guys, um, because we have like twelve minutes left. My questions to you, question to you guys on this is as quite a diverse panel. What are the, what are the takeaway points regarding health and how we perceive health? I think I think we need to determine what we're prepared to do as an individual, as an individual. or as a society. Well, I think I think it has to happen on both levels. Uh, as an individual, you need to make decisions about your particular thing. And as a society, we need to start shifting our awareness about what, what health is and not be looking at this very one-sided medical model that only mm. wants to diagnose you and give you a medication. Mm. They won't consider the other aspects of physical, mental, mm. spiritual, okay. environmental, so social, financial well-being as being part of the picture Susan, I'm going to ask you to say that again because that is the World Health Organization's definition, definition. of health. Mm. Um, and yes, if you look at, and this is why I asked. I mean, isn't it amazing that you can have an organization which gives you such a beautiful definition and then everything they do is does contrary not support to it? Okay, so um, if you look in the diary, health means um, a state where there's no illness or injury. That's the definition of health. Now, when we go and look at what prescribed health is, this is, Susan, a state of... Optimum, physical, mental, social... What does optimum mean? And this is where you have to perhaps look at it from from an individual's point of view as well as then the bigger picture of the social thing. Because an urban environment is going to provide you with a a certain structure which means that you have to be a certain way to be healthy in that environment. If you're in a rural environment, Mm. there's different things that you have to be able to do. I mean, if you live on a farm somewhere, you're getting up at some hour of the morning to make sure that your farm is working, whether that's milking cows or whatever. Well, then the sun wakes you up and the roosters and whatever. You've got a completely different (laughs) environmental sort of demand on Mm. your system Mm. versus when you're in an urban environment and you have to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning to catch a taxi to get to work. The the demands are then different um, and optimizing for that means that you have to individualize it. That's why I always come back to adaptation. How adaptable are you when you travel? You have, your gut has to adapt. You are in a different microbial environment. And if you are not suitably fit in your gut, you will get all travelers flu, travelers diarrhea, all of that stuff. So there are different things that you have to do in order to prepare for that move to that environment. And that's why I, Somewhat agree was it Bechamp's um, concept of the environment is more important than the microbe, right? We create an environment where microbes become more opportunistic and beneficial and less pathogenic based on the internal environment, cellular environment, versus saying that all microbes cause disease, but which was the Louis see, Pasteur. See, this is, this is now where things are starting to change. Um, we are seeing that we are 
a collection of microbes mm. that is determining gene expression, etc., etc., yeah. and it's just in a physical bag of human, human tissue. tissue. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, actually, what we are mm. is microbe collection of microbes yeah. with a consciousness, mm. but the microbes are determining how we respond yeah. to environmental factors. We mm-hmm. literally bags of of micro, but we can influence them mm. by the well. way by we the way that we are. Mm. I mean, so what? What? To go back to your question about health and how do we how do we achieve it? We can we can do certain things that mm. are going to optimize that mm. microbial environment. Yes. Yeah, and are we prepared? To, to do, do those things. things. And you know, Are the sad thing is many people get to the end of the line before they actually face that decision. Is that you not know, but I was and wondering, we should be doing it sooner than that. I was I wondering really how I'm going to make this relevant and to the work that we do in our individual clinics. Mm. And you guys just made that easy for me. So, <laughs> yes. Um, think about this. Yeah. We develop because of the influences of chemical messengers mm. neurotransmitters hormones on our genotypes and then we become male and female mm. and through our hormones we develop Certain characteristics Male, female, etc, etc Muscles, blah, blah, blah These chemical messengers Regulate The messages that We get from our gut Our gut Is where we start The development of our immune system So food mm. Everything that we Consume has a role to play in our well-being If you overeat broccoli or if you overeat bananas You can develop um, radiation poisoning, for instance Bananas is radioactive um, Movement mm. We learn and sense and interact with our environment through movement So Susan, this is your speciality Where we bring movement back yeah, Hormones our, is our speciality The whole nervous system is integrating all yeah. of this at the and same time as well yeah. Stace, it's, it's, it's for food So mm. at the end of a discussion I want to say the following And please interject Living an optimally balanced life Harmonious <laughs> Is about not only continuously striving to be asymptomatic But when you're asymptomatic Focusing on movement, diet, mental well-being To stay that way mm. Um in our discussion that we had about the continuum of health, it was clear that the majority of practitioners, 99% of practitioners, work on death to asymptomatic. Yeah. It's now in the last 
10, 15 years yeah. that the movement in medicine, and it hasn't met, hit mainstream, no. is towards preventative health. We started with this in the early 2000s, um, preventative health and functional health. Yeah. And we are very, very far away from that. I think 1% of our population in the world, or 1% percent of one percent of a population in the world have access to preventative health i think it's also an attitude though that if you are constantly in sick care if that's if that's where your focus and energy is then the idea as a person taking responsibility for your own well-being and having a support Group panel of practitioners that support you in practicing preventative care. It's collaborative. It's completely collaborative, Mm. and and it's completely individual. Mm. And you have to have open-minded practitioners who are willing to work with you, despite the fact that you you have no symptoms and Mm. you you you're trying to optimize your health. You're trying Mm. to maintain a sense of well-being. Mm. You you want to. yeah, how do you how do you obtain that if you don't have the practitioners who are who are now instead of looking at you to try and find a diagnosis to find out what's wrong with you, but rather to say, how do I coach you into this place mm. of of optimum wellness for you? Well, how do so that, that I make you adaptive to your environment? That's like the integrative model, right? Is to see a person and not. A set of symptoms Because the person yeah. will also respond Their symptom profile will be very different Between two individuals Even two individuals from the same household yeah. So how I sort of End of my coaching model Think, eat, move, track Track is for me an important one Because you have an individual Who will track via testing Regular testing They want to spend They want to, you know have bloods, do the stool tests, all of that. That's just the way their mind works and it brings them their sense of peace. Whereas another individual, that could make them utterly neurotic. Someone wants to test whether they're losing weight by wearing that dress that they haven't worn in their cupboard for years. And someone else wants to see that number on the scale. And this is where our expertise as a coach is to be able to see that, okay, you might want to see the number on the scale, but it actually doesn't do you any good. I need to find another way for you to track, but I do still need you to track because if I'm constantly bringing you back to what you can track, you can change, you can measure, you can then go into another level of adaptability, which brings us back to the model of medicine. When I say to you, I don't think we're getting doctors and practitioners nowadays that feel a sense of calling, that feel that less and less, unfortunately, they are straight A students in maths and science and they're being encouraged to pursue this field and yet have no heart it's not a passion it's it's a heart field where you coach that out of a client you know what i i want to i've you guys we all mentioned that we were ill i actually ended up in casualties Mm. um where i eventually walked out of casualties because uh the people that were there did not bother to put a stethoscope on my chest when I was having breathing difficulties, but send me for a CT scan and a chest X-ray. Um, why? What? And I asked them, "What do you think you're doing? This is the first thing that you should have done." The thing um, is that we've lost touch. We've lost touch with our um, our ability to do that measurement 
hand to hand. We've become to rely on the technology rather than the interpersonal mm. connection. So and that's where we need to be to be healthy. We need to connect with the people around us. Sims have given me the lasso. So um, <laughs> this was this is a discussion that we can have and carry on and carry on and carry Absolutely. on. Absolutely, it's very um, broad. Because what is health? Health, I think, is a personal sense of well-being. Mm. And when we ask about personal sense of well-being, I want to implore you to go and look at your personal quality of life. Mm. What is there that you as an individual need changed Mm. to improve your physical well-being? As well as your quality of life Because ultimately I Mm. think that's what we should pursue Sim said happiness Mm. For me it's about I want to have A good quality of life And if I have a nagging Symptom A pain, an ailment An issue Mm. That is telling you Something is wrong If it's detracting From your quality of life You need help Someone can help you If you want more information About the team uh, Dr. Susan Goslett Chiropractor, she practices here In Johannesburg Susan, how do we get hold of you? Uh, My website, drsusancairo.com Or you can contact the practice On 060-714-9499 I think is the right number I always have this problem about my own telephone (laughs) Otherwise, (laughs) you can get hold of Susan Through the tea clinic Um, Stacey, our gut coach And uh, personal trainer Also available through the tea clinic you can get hold of us on 010-824-1393 Sims thank you it's been a great morning um, I'll be back next week and unfortunately I have no idea what we'll be talking about <laughs> so um, it's a surprise no actually check the social media we'll tell you what we're talking about next week have a good day everyone ciao thank you Mark bye. cheers Stacey <laughs> bye cheers. That was The Tea Health Show, empowering you with knowledge. Download all previous episodes on your favorite podcast platform. The Tea Health Show is brought to you by The Tea Clinic.